0: I'm Heather.
1: And I'm Corey,
0: And this is Movie Shelf. Where we talk about movies, movie trivia, and just about anything related to pop culture. We're glad you're here. In today's episode, we're talking about fighting with my family. We'll also chat about our picks of the week and movies coming out that we're interested in. And of course, we'll enjoy a side of bacon.
1: Mmm, bacon.
0: With my family, it's a true story, and it's telling the story of Paige, who grew up in a wrestling family, the Knights. That was their family name, the Knight. And she's from Norwich, England, and it was always her dream to be in the WWE. Um, and so, she obviously made it, and so that's kind of the ultimate premise of the film.
1: Yeah, when you first mentioned this movie to me, I had not seen any trailers of it or anything. So, when you mentioned this movie you want to see called Fighting My Family, I was picturing, like, a movie with a lot of family drama. <laughs> <laughs> and they're just, like, constantly fighting each other or something like that. I, had, I hadn't no expectation that this movie went into the direction that it did
0: yeah i was i was thinking that you probably and i didn't really know much other than i knew it was about wrestling and i don't even know if you knew obviously as you said you didn't even know it was about wrestling but i knew that obviously the um dwayne johnson the rock was heavily involved with it because he's been heavily promoting it and i was actually really fascinated with the fact that steven merchant is the writer and director for the film because I just don't picture wrestling when I picture Steven Merchant. Yeah. <laughs> um so with the film The Family the Knights, um, they are, without a doubt, probably the biggest wrestling fans ever. Yes. Um, at least from our perspective. They live, breathe Wrestling. In fact, um, I think it's often they described it as a religion to them.
1: And um, it's their job as well.
0: Yeah. So they run their own gym. He kept on saying what the name of it was. It was, um, I think it was like W-A-W. I just can't yeah. remember exactly what they that stood for. So pa- uh, Paige, um, but her name is, I thought it was Soraya. They may have been saying like Soraya or something like that. But anyway. But she grows up essentially wrestling with her brother. Kind of just roughhousing in the house.
1: And her parents.
0: Well, yeah, but and then the with their wrestling gym, they put on these wrestling shows essentially. And one night she has to step in because someone canceled on them, so she has to actually step into the ring and actually perform. And I think from then on, she got the bug, she liked the performing part, so she continues kind of training with her brother. And if again, it's their dream to try out and um, or audition for the WWE.
1: So, the whole fighting with my family, as it turned out, early in the movie, oh, okay, so she fights with her family for their career, <laughs> as a career. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and um, Literally
1: fighting. <laughs> yeah,
0: it, they are fighting. <laughs> and so, adding a little bit to family drama, when her and her brother do get to audition, she makes, she makes the cut. She gets to continue on the auditioning um, and trying out um, route. And her brother has to go back home. So now in the story, she's training and kind of getting more involved in this world and the family of course is doing their thing and the brother kind of has to figure out his path
1: yeah his life. role in life now since it didn't go in the direction that he was wanting it to.
0: Yeah so the, the cast of the film, the father um, is played by Nick Frost. And I think I mainly know him from Shaun of the Dead, the the zombie buddy. (laughs) He was also, of course, in Hot Fuzz. So I think he's a a big Simon Pegg duo. And then Lena Heedy or Hetty, I'm not exactly sure how you pronounce her last name, I know you know, she's the mom in the film, but you know her best dress, Cersei from yes. Game of Thrones. Yes. Um, although she first popped up on our radar way back with um, the Sarah Connor Chronicles or something yeah, like I that. Yeah, I believe so. Because yeah. she played Sarah Connor. And I thought she did a really good job. I was really impressed with her. Then, I actually like Sarah Connor version of her much better than Cersei, because Cersei's just evil. I'm <laughs> <laughs> like, no one should like Cersei. Um, but she does a very good job of playing a horrible person. Oh, yeah. Cersei. And then the person playing Paige is Florence Pugh, um, I believe, but I, I'm i unfamiliar with her. So she was this is definitely my first time to see her, along with the person playing with her her brother, Jack Loden. Um, I really don't recognize much that he's been in. And one person that was in the film that I did not know was going to be in the film is Vince Vaughn. He actually plays a very key role oh, in yes. the film.
1: Much larger role than what? Yeah. Yeah.
0: At the moment that I saw him listed in the opening credits I was like, "Oh, is he going to like be just having like a cameo bit, like like <laughs> playing himself?" And I was like, "No, no, no, he's not playing himself. He really is playing you know as a, a character in the film and he, again he has a pretty large part and then of course Dwayne Johnson who's not only I think produced the film but he also has a you know a little role in the film
1: needless to say playing himself
0: yes he is playing <laughs> he's playing himself
1: Yeah, you know it just you know in a movie like this it just wouldn't be right to. so who are we gonna have to play Dwayne Johnson yeah
0: <laughs> Play him right
1: now. Well, they got somebody to play everybody else.
0: <laughs> so, and then um, I mentioned this earlier, but the film is written and directed by Stephen Merchant. And apparently, this came to him, I guess, by Dwayne Johnson. There, a while back, a few, like I think in 2012 or so, perhaps, a documentary was made about this family. And I don't know if it was like a self produced kind of documentary. I just know that they said that he saw their documentary and he was fascinated by their family and dynamic and it reminded him of him his own family because i guess he comes from a wrestling family so he even pitched it to steven merchant and when i think of steven merchant i just i think the first time i actually saw him was in big bang theory he was temporarily a boyfriend yes. for amy <laughs> and then i remember he was on lip sync battle and oh my goodness i was like whoa you are a totally different person
1: oh i've not seen that
0: and he was in logan with you know Hugh Jackman and Patrick Stewart, the the Wolverine movie, and he did a great job there.
1: And I made the mistake of thinking that he was in Apocalypse, but ironically, it's the same character in the movie Apocalypse, but when they put that character in the movie Logan, they changed the actor to...
0: Stephen Merchant. Yes,
1: to Stephen Merchant, so... Yeah. But, uh, but... both did a really good job portraying the same look of that character.
0: So that's our perspective, I think, of Stephen Merchant, which is you know not it's not too old. Um, I think it's just you know the past few years that he's popped up on our that he's popped up on our radar. Um, however, I know that he's actually m- much larger than our knowledge of him um, because we didn't we haven't watched the original Office, but he yeah. was the big a big part of the original Office. Um, so he is a comedian; he's great, um, and I thought he did a. Fantastic job with this film, and we.
1: So, is this his directorial debut, or has he made other movies before this?
0: So it looks like there were actually a couple other films, um ones that I'm not aware of.
1: Yeah, I didn't recognize anything looking him up. But even though that this is an, an independent film, yeah, it's definitely going to be one that's going to put him on the map. I guess you could say as a director,
0: probably, or you know, maybe open the doors um, for him for more, more possibilities. Yes, um, yeah. I mean, I know he's doing a lot, um, even though we may not be fully aware of everything. But yeah, and like I mentioned, I think earlier, I thought he did a fantastic job with this and we've been, um, I think watching some interviews with him and reading some interviews with him. And I really liked one of the things he mentioned, which is basically saying you don't have to love wrestling to love this film. And I think that's absolutely true. Cause I, I would say we are not necessarily in the know of wrestling. Um, I think Mm -hmm. you might be a you might know a few more people than me. I think I'm stuck in the eighties and early nineties of wrestling. So but anyway.
1: But I would say this is more of a movie about, you know, family dynamics and the story of one pursuing one's goal. More right. so than it being a movie about wrestling. Yeah.
0: You know? Not giving up. Yes. Um, but yeah, the the family I think the family dynamic really makes this film just because they are such an interesting family. <laughs> and that was another thing. I think when we were watching or when I was reading an interview, the person kept on asking, like, so you know, did you have to you know exaggerate anything with the family? And he basically said, no, I mean, they are just already such and you know, an interesting family. He didn't have to do anything. Yeah. um in fact, I guess when he first went and talked with them, They were a little nervous or a little, you know, hesitant because they were nervous that they might, that he was trying to satirize them, you know, to kind of mock them. And he was like, no, 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 no. I'm just, I want to talk to you because I want to portray you accurately. And I think what it is, is that this family, they're very raw. They're very open. They're very, you know, they, they don't, as I think we saw in one of the interviews, They don't whisper behind backs. They just say it like it is.
1: And like the father of the family, he had no problems with the movie portraying his real life background. They spent some time in prison and so forth. So they, you know, the family wanted everything to be kept very real.
0: Yeah, in fact, I think that there's another story here—the the story of how the husband and wife met and the circumstances that they were in when they met. I think that would be an incredible story, a credible movie to watch someday too, because it is interesting.
1: You also kind of kind of got a side plot with what was going on with the brother as well.
0: Yes. So, so even though the story is perhaps you know dominantly focused on the page character. It it's really a big ensemble of of the whole family. And just as you were mentioning, the brother is having to kind of find his path and his way as well. And you do see how interconnected they all are, that they pull from each other their strength um, to kind of keep on moving forward, which is great. So in addition to the fact that I feel like the family basically makes this whole movie... I mean, that's the key story for this
1: movie. Well, and The Rock, for me.
0: <laughs> I will say, there was that scene when we first see him, and all of a sudden he becomes The Rock. You know, he kind of goes, he shifts from Dwayne Johnson, Dwayne Johnson to, to The, the Rock. rock. Yes. It's like, wait a minute, he's not mean. Why is he being mean? He's super nice. But you kind of learn what he's doing. and But it's it's great. It's fun. It's It's, I think, fun to see how loud of a personality he can
1: be. And that, you know, The Rock is actually just this little... Switch that he flips on and off. You know?
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's
1: it's it's a character. You yeah, know? it's it's not him. It's a character.
0: So I also thought it was just absolutely fascinating to kind of learn a little bit more of the world of WWE. Yeah, and they kind of make a comment in the movie. Um, I think someone makes a comment saying, "Isn't it all fake?" And of course, they're like, you know, bah, 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 bah. whoa! You know? Oh, it's like, hey,
1: hey, you know, it's like them are fighting words in this family.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's like, if it was fake, I you wouldn't have this broken, <laughs> you know, leg that
1: could. I would pop have out all the these injuries that I have.
0: <laughs> um, but they, I think they say it's not fake; it's fixed. And I basically kind of interpreted that it's a show. And I think that sometimes when you're watching it, and it's you think that they're trying to portray everything as it's super real and yeah he really is getting slapped or thrown you know he is obviously being thrown around but you know it is a show and it is an entertainment and i give i think that gives me a better perspective for it
1: yeah i was kind of surprised you know early on in the movie that it shows the brother and sister roughhousing at home <laughs> yeah. they're, they're not doing this in front of other people they're just you know have a little sibling squabble mm-hmm. roughhousing and the brother gets his sister in the headlock and she starts crying to dad hey, hey, you got me there like, he's like well what are you gonna do and then actually she, it
0: was the mom that said well what are you gonna do oh
1: the mom and then you know and then she actually used something that she was kind of trained to do, to use to get out of it yeah you know so the, these are like real tactics and so forth yeah, like yeah. that they're using they're just not you know
0: you just you pull your punches you don't yeah, they, actually punch <laughs>
1: <laughs> these aren't these aren't fake mo- made up fake moves that they're doing right uh, no, yeah on the they're savior. still real moves yes.
0: but yeah I thought it was just it was very interesting i think for me to kind of learn a little bit more of the behind the scenes of how things work and you know i can only imagine that it really truly is accurate and but i thought that was great and also as you mentioned the the sibling um you know roughhousing that actually kind of felt a little nostalgic for to me because i remember when my brother started learning wrestling. He, he wasn't... He didn't do wrestling, but I think in, you know, off-season athletics or something, you know, he learned wrestling. And so, of course, that meant when he came home, little sister gets to be the, you know, the practice. <laughs> <person>. <laughs> so I remember playing pig or something, you know, and trying to, like, wrestle. So I thought it was fun. And... I really thought it was fun um, when they started talking about the, the action figures, you know, and yeah. I remember those. I remember the, you know, like the Hulk Hogan action figure. The
1: little stretching action figure. You know. that. Yeah,
0: yes. <laughs> and um, and also she in the movie had the little, the plush pillow wrestling person, yeah. the wrestling buddy. I was like, I remember those. I don't think I had that one, but I, I do remember seeing those, seeing this commercial. So it was kind of fun to see some of that nostalgia. All right, so with The Rock, when we saw him, I really liked the piece of advice that he was giving them, which is to be the best first you. Yeah. Because basically, and I think we even see this like in the preview or something, but they asked like, how can we be next you? How can we be you? you? Yeah. How
1: can we be the next you?
0: (laughs) And he basically tells them, you know, don't be me. Be the best you, essentially.
1: Don't be the next me. Just be the...
0: Yeah, and I thought that was, that's a great, a great piece of advice. Because I think sometimes we are all looking to people and thinking, oh, how can I be like that? How can I be that person? You know, and and I think some of those elements might be good to be able to like, how can I be, you know, how can I get to that happy place? You know, but it's still, I have to be me. And I think that that's just a really incredible piece of advice. So I also thought the movie felt very genuine. And so I think that Stephen Merchant. And Dwayne Johnson, I think they were actually they were very successful in accomplishing what they set out to do, which is to tell the story of this family and you know how this family dream
1: essentially came true. So yeah, I was a little I was a little surprised when the movie opened. You know, it has that little line at the bottom of the movie, <laughs> and it didn't say based on true events. It didn't say based on a true story. They were bold enough to say this is a true story.
0: Yeah, and I think everything we've read for the most part it's been accurate it's been true and um and when you when you do see the film there's um the closing credits they include a few kind of personal videos yeah, kind of the, of home family. Videos of the real yeah. family and and they're exactly what you just saw in the film pretty so, much so yeah. to even the the living room looking the same <laughs> and you know so that's you know
1: those england homes they're they're very small <laughs>
0: I don't know about all of them by means. There is a big castle in there. Okay,
1: if you're not royalty, you're in a. (laughs)
0: Um, But anyway, so they um, he did he kind of set out for accuracy, and so I think he did a a great job with that. And it just I think gave me a lot of respect for the film and um and just you know getting to see that little window into the wrestling world a little bit. So Corey, what's the verdict? Does it make the movie shelf or not?
1: You know, I would, according to your dad's uh, okay. movie rating system, I'll consider this a B plus. Okay, is a very good movie. I would highly recommend everybody to go see it. But however, once you do watch it, and after you receive all the inspiration and everything, you received it from it, it's it's uh, not one I'm gonna. Want to rush out to buy for rewatching, mm-hmm. I guess you could say, if that makes sense. So just because it doesn't make the show that that is by no means saying that the movie not good.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. No, we have plenty of movies that are fantastic that are not necessarily on yes. the movie
1: shelf. <laughs> and this would definitely be one of those.
0: So for me, um, when I was thinking about this movie... It reminded me of kind of the importance of how a movie resonates with me, with anyone, like just how movies resonate with people and how you connect with um, with the movie. And for me, it's those feelings, that feeling of connection that makes a movie or that has a movie make the movie shelf for me. So, in fact, when we came home and Big Fish was on. And that's a movie I absolutely love. Like, I've loved it since it, you know, my brother and I saw it in the theater. And I think it was kind of disappointed because I think I showed it to you and you were like, eh. I was like, are you serious? This is amazing. So, when we came home and the movie was on and I finished it, um, just finished, you know, watching it from where it was. And, again, all those feelings kind of came back up of why I like it, why I'm so fascinated with it. And, and so I was like, oh, that, that is, a I mean, it literally is a movie shelf movie for me, but that's what I need to always remember. So for this movie, as good as it is, cause it is a very good movie. It's a great movie, but as good as it is, I felt it was, it was a glimpse. We got a glimpse at this family. Yes. If anything, I want more. I want to be able to see more. Again, I think that husband-wife story could be great.
1: A whole new another movie on its own, almost.
0: Yeah. But we, we got a glimpse of this family. And so because of that, I didn't get... To, it doesn't really make the movie shelf for me because, you know, I want to connect more with them. And I didn't quite get there all the way. But it's a great movie. And I absolutely recommend it. And I can even... I imagine probably watching it in the future as well. Oh, definitely. All right, so now let's talk about our Picks of the Week, Corey.
1: Okay, Picks of the Week. So what's yours? Well, going on the theme of this movie, uh, some of the feelings that it invoked kind of reminded me of watching Invincible with Mark Wahlberg.
0: Mm-hmm. And so why why do you like Invincible?
1: Well, it's, the, it's that similar story of just kind determination. Of the Before the tryout, I mean, he was a bartender. And as far as any professional career goes in football, a literal nobody. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you cannot be any more of a nobody, and as far as professional football goes, when it came to him trying out on that open trial that they, you know, it, they even called it kind of a, of a stunt. Mm-hmm. You know, goes, oh, this, this is just yeah. to get the uh, fans' juices flowing. Yeah, you know, that's all this is. and they weren't really expecting anybody to like. I think come through through that. Mm-hmm. So
0: well, that is a it's a fun, that is a good movie. I do like that one. Definitely feel good. Um, true story, obviously, and all that great stuff. So my pick of the week is Eddie the Eagle. (laughs) And this movie is, it's not necessarily, I don't, I guess, I don't know if you would really say it's a movie shelf movie, but it's really good. I do like it. I recommend it just because it is quirky and I, it's not, it's it's based on a true story. How fully accurate of that true story is, I'm not sure. That's beside the point. So this movie talks about Eddie and I can't remember his last name, but he's, and England, I believe. I'm not sure. Something like that. He, Definitely
1: in Europe. So. I think he wanted to be...
0: He was trying to be something. He, like he, was he the downhill skier or something? And
1: well, he, okay. So, his life goal was to be some type of an Olympian contestant. Yeah, he be an And for the <laughs> longest time, he was doing swimming.
0: Oh, okay. I couldn't I could remember what the one he was trying to do. But, yeah. And he keeps on flopping with all the tryouts. Yeah. And somehow he... And learned, then, yeah, I think he
1: went on to cross-country skiing right. as his next attempt... I mean, he was trying anything and, and everything to just get in there. Yeah. As a. Olympian contestant.
0: And then I remember that, um, I guess, he came across the downhill, the ski jump, essentially. And I think he kind of worked out the odds, and he was like, I could do this. Like, we don't have a you know, it was something like that. (laughs) We don't have a jump team or something. Our country
1: doesn't have a jump team. If I try it, I can be the only one.
0: (laughs) It's almost very Cool Runnings-like, I think. And they were, they really did not want him to go. They kept on changing the rules on him. They are like, well, you need to make it this bar like this much of a jump to make the cut and he's like really i just i just made it and now you are pushing the bar again so anyway so and he's not a really good jumper i
1: mean (laughs) (laughs) and he'd be a shoe in since he'd be the only jumper at first he,
0: he really just deserves a medal for perseverance (laughs) <laughs> and so he ends up meeting up with hugh jackman who was like a former i think olympian fantastic yes. ski jumper he ends up meeting up with him and gets him to train him and hugh jackman is kind of like this has been kind of in or he's kind of in this has been drunken kind of mode um so kind of that you know classic you know and eh, i don't want to train again very cool runnings like but um <laughs> So he starts tra- training him, and he does have like a, a quirky training style. And yes. anyway, so he goes Easy on. He's both
1: Derek as inspiration. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um. So he does go on to um. You know, compete. You know, in the Olympics. And and anyway, so it's fun. If anything, it's really cool to watch the ski jumping. I think. And, yeah. it, and my, my mind is just like I don't know why or how people can do that because you are just jumping like. Oh, when
1: they show those views <laughs> from the top of the seat, looking down that ramp, you're like. Yeah. oh no <laughs>
0: um and not only that i mean he's he's basically doing it totally inexperienced, like he goes you know on the highest one and probably has never actually jumped before and anyway, so it's a very interesting movie it's um, I mentioned Hugh Jackman as the coach essentially Makes his
1: coach, yeah. <laughs> and
0: then it's um is it Taryn Egerton? He's the Kingsman guy. Yeah, he is Eddie the Eagle, and he's a very quirky character. So, and apparently, since I've been mentioning it like three times in my comparison, <laughs> I'll just throw in cool runnings as well as the pick of the week.
1: And ironically, <laughs> it takes place during the same Winter yes, Olympics. That was kind of fun. Cool running
0: because they do mention the, the Jamaican bobsled yes. team during the the movie. Alright, Corey, so now let's talk about the movies that are coming out that we're maybe a little interested in.
1: Okay, well it seems like there's going to be a I guess you could say a shaft sequel after the first one came back back uh it was a while. Um
0: Yeah, I think the Samuel Jackson's shaft was like two thousand or something, yeah. So or I think it was like at least two thousand. Okay. Um but yeah, so Samuel L. Jackson is reprising his shaft. Mantle wearing role, but not only that. This is a this is a multi generational Shaft because you have his son coming in, hmm. um, and his son I think is also a cop. It's just his son is more of the modern like cybersecurity type of cop or something like that. Um, so I think he comes in as John Shaft Junior, but really I think he's the third because yeah. then we see the original Shaft. Yeah. Um, oh, and his name is Richard. Uh, something i just can't think of his last name right now but the original shaft there so there are three john shafts in this movie (laughs) and it looks it looks fun it looks action-packed maybe not fully taking itself like fully seriously like a little bit of humor in there so anyway i i hope it'll be good So another movie coming out, I don't know if we're super interested by any means, especially I think with the original, you weren't even, you don't even really like the original very much, but there's a movie coming out called The Hustle, which is basically, it looks like a spin on the original Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, only this time it's just females. So it's Anne Hathaway with Rebel Wilson, Um, Anne Hathaway kind of being more the Michael Caine character, the very suave, a very well experienced character, Rebel Wilson is the underling um, that she's taking on so a little bit more like the Steve Martin character. So we'll see. We'll see how well they do. I don't know.
1: And sadly I have to admit I have not seen Dirty Rotten Scout. Oh, I thought that's... we finally
0: showed it to you. I thought uh, we introduced it to you. Well I guess we'll have to mm, reintroduce yeah, it to you. And... <laughs> <laughs> Alright so let's have a side of bacon Corey. Mm, bacon. Alright so we did Ryan Gosling to Christoph Waltz. I don't know about you, Corey, but I I was finding this a little difficult. You know, I, I could think of lots of Christoph Waltz movies with lots of people he's been with. And I could think of, you know, lots of Ryan Gosling movies and lots of people he's been with. But I was like, how are we connecting these? Yes. So I will say my quick and dirty version, I think I got it in three movies, which is... Ryan Gosling with Emma Stone in any number of the movies they've been together because they've been Probably the three. favorite
1: would be Crazy well, Stupid Love.
0: That is probably our favorite. Yes. Yeah. Um, of course, La La Land was the, yeah. the big you
1: know, Oscar. <laughs> one. I was all La La as most other people were. For yeah, Lala that was Man. like, oh, this
0: is not at all the kind of movie I thought it was going to be. Um, and then I don't think we've seen Gangster Squad, so Ooh. we missed that one. But okay. um, but yeah, yeah, we definitely like Crazy Stupid Love. That one's great. I think I liked Ryan Gosling's personality in that one. <laughs> so anyway, so... Oh, he's like and- Steve <laughs> <laughs> um, So he and Emma in uh, We'll Just Go With Crazy Stupid Love. And then Emma Stone with uh, Jamie Foxx in Spider-Man 2. But the, I don't- amazing
1: Spider-Man the Amazing Spider-Man 2. The Amazing
0: Spider-Man 2. Yes. Uh, which was not, not a good one. Uh, neither
1: one of the Amazing Ones were really amazing. Yeah, so.
0: although that was this like that was the unfortunate one, right? For yes. The, yeah. I just I mean they just I again they had Jamie Foxx, who's a great person, a great actor, but they did not do good with the villain. But then again, that could be a Spider-Man fallacy sometimes. I mean Spider Man villains are kind of funky, so <laughs> but anyway. So the amazing Spider-Man 2. So and then Jamie Foxx 2, Christoph Waltz in Django Unchained.
1: Mm. Love that movie.
0: So I was like, oh, three movies, though. I mean, we. I, I'm sure there's a better link. So, of course, then I start looking at their movies and I'm reminded of The Big Short. Which and has... And I was like, there's a million people in The Big yeah, Short. Yeah, I
1: mean, that's yeah, one of those movies where everybody's in it. Yes.
0: And, um, so I'm going to go with... The Big Short using Margot Robbie, who had probably one of our favorite roles in the movie, the, ex- <laughs> the, the explainer, explainer
1: <laughs> as we call her,
0: because that was a movie that was a movie that was great to see in our I think we rented it or something because it was great that we could pause it and look up what in the, they were talking about, because I was like, hmm, I'm not sure what they're talking about right now. But anyway, so Ryan Gosling to Margot Roby in The Big Short and then Margot Robbie to Christoph Waltz in Tarzan. So, two movies. But I know you use The Big Short, too.
1: Yes, I did, and in a little bit different way. Yes. So, Ryan Gosling to Brad Pitt mm-hmm. in The Big Short. Yes. And then Brad Pitt to Crystal O'Faltz in one of my favorite movies, Inglourious Bastards.
0: Yeah. So, there you go. For this week's Side of Bacon, I am going to go with Hugh Jackman, just because... He's fun to think about mm. with regard to Eddie the Eagle, so we'll go with that.
1: Okay. Hugh Jackman. Hmm.
0: Hey, you were supposed to already have your person.
1: I actually have not had my <laughs> person. Okay. Since you went with Hugh I'm I'm actually going to reprise one that had to be kicked out before. <laughs> and now I'm going to use F. Murray Abraham. Oh, okay. You, can you get that in five seconds? No. Okay. Well, then that will be a battle one to use. <laughs> okay.
0: So, Hugh Jackman to F. Murray Abraham. And if you don't remember, Corey is pulling this out from the episode 11, I believe, when we talked Which, about.
1: Yeah. I picked him and then we had to kick him out. Yeah. Because he just ended up being way too easy to link to the one that you had To picked. James Cromwell. Yes.
0: So, um, but yeah, he's pulling F. Murray Abraham from episode, I believe, 11 when we talked about How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World.
1: Which he was the villain voice in.
0: Yes. So, Hugh Jackman to F. Murray Abraham.
1: That should be interesting.
0: <laughs> well, thanks for listening to Movie
1: Shelf. And if you could, click that subscribe button and please share this with your friends. And if you're listening to this on your Apple device, please give a rating and leave us a comment. Tell us what you think about it.
0: Yeah, we want to hear from you. We'll catch you next time. Bye, you guys.
1: Bye-bye.